When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm getting jacked up, Christopher. Getting jacked up. Two games have gone by in the preseason, which means we're that much closer to the season opener on October 13th against the defending Stanley Cup champs. Um, Before we get started here, I I, want to make two things. uh, I want to redo two things that we said in the last episode. Um, (laughs) So the first thing is that Patrick Kane is not a right shot. Indeed, he is a left shot, uh, but he plays on the right wing. So got that wrong. Uh, Our apologies there. Uh, And uh, the second thing is, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with with Sonny Milano. He's still on the team (laughs) on on a PTO. So uh, I think, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's what we wanted to talk about there, right, Chris? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sonny Milano. Lots of chat in the last couple of days between uh, you and myself about Sonny Milano. But yeah, um, yeah, he's on the team for now. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's going to make the team personally. But I think he and Michael Stone will be aflame uh, oh. opening night. I uh, I don't think I, – I, I think Sonny Milano is, is – is, not performed even in the top five with anyone in preseason. Uh, so, I mean, he hasn't been the worst, but he hasn't I mean, done anything where I'm like, oh, okay, we need to sign this guy and play him in our top six. But yeah, that's, you know, like, what has he done? See, the, the thing that I, the thing with him, I think he has a leg up on the rest of the guys is that he's, he's played in the NHL um, already. I believe he's already got he's got over a hundred games by now, um, so you know he knows what he needs to do to play at a, at an NHL level. And um, from the post game interviews uh, from Sutter, it, I, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, that game against Seattle, uh, I think one word to describe it would be that the the kids looked a little whelmed. Uh, in that game, you know, they, they, they were struggling a little bit in the corners and maybe I should be taking a hint since, uh, Sonny Milano was on the quote unquote B team in Seattle and wasn't, uh, with the A team at home last night. Um, but you know, at the same time, they, they did seem a little bit, uh, a little bit overwhelmed, uh, especially in the corners. They, they, they kind of looked like they weren't, uh, 
they were kind of pushed off the puck pretty easily there. So wasn't there yeah it wasn't like they, they didn't look good that was not a fun game to watch i mean no to be honest they didn't have a lot going for them not a lot of offense uh, only a couple of players even looked like they had any any energy um i think also to, take, to keep in mind they had a morning skate in calgary that day and had to take a flight to seattle mm. for that game uh, tough, tough turnaround. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, there might have been, no. like been what? Less than it's probably less than a two-hour flight. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, you still have to go through customs. It's flying is tiring. Sure. You know, yes. Yeah. You know, just right. the whole process. I mean, I'm sure it's easier for them because they yeah. have their own plane. But still, there's a there's a level of things where you don't want to travel and play on the same day. Yeah. It's, you know, not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I give them a little bit of a break, and it's also preseason, still. Yeah, yeah. And uh, still, but, it's, but it's, the, yeah, they looked. Yeah. They didn't look great. No, <laughs> they didn't. I think Vladar kept them. Vladar's played really well in preseason. Yeah, we'll say that. Um, yeah, he has. He's looked really, really good. I, I don't know what else to say. Like he's he, man. If if we didn't have Markstrom, I'd be almost comfortable with. You know, if we were in a different place as a team, I'd be like, well, we could start with Lunar. <laughs> but um, no goalie controversies here, Chris. No goalie controversies. No, no. I mean, I just hope that he plays more. You know, I hope Sutter loosens up his uh, starting goalies need to play 97 games a season to be competent. <laughs> you know, like. yeah, that would be nice. I mean, part of it too is Markstrom wanting to play. But I mean, if you ask a player, whether he wants to play, the answer is probably oh, ninety nine percent going to be yes. Yeah. So, like, who's going to be like, nah? You know what? I'm good. Yeah, I'll just... <laughs> I don't want to be in the NHL. It's you know chilling. Yeah, I'm get the ride pine here, boy. Coach. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, so I don't know. I, like last year in the playoffs, I think fatigue definitely played a factor. Like Markstrom played a ton of games. Yeah, uh, and just looked a little off, and that's all it takes in the playoffs is just a little off, and. Uh, well, then you, you play like he did. And, and even Peter Labardius, I think it was in the, not the Seattle game, but the next one, uh, mentioned, <laughs> was talking about Markstrom, and he's like, Markstrom had a great regular season and first round of the playoffs. And he mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter, Peter Labardius, who is the most Homer Flames broadcaster probably out there, loves the Flames. You'll have a tough time hearing him say anything negative if he's yeah. not saying anything positive though that you you had a rough you had a rough go <laughs> you had a rough go yeah so. i'd say that's fair yeah i mean even sutter said that uh ladar was the best player in that game uh, i mean we've mentioned last episode two dylan dubé really we're looking to see him step up um you know you and i chatted about this and uh, I understand the argument of, you know, it's a preseason game and Dubé probably has a spot in the lineup locked for him. But at the same time, you know, he should be pushing, in my opinion, he should be pushing for that second line role with Nazem Kadri and Manjapane. Um, I don't think he, of all people, should be taking his foot off the gas. Um, but he was invisible in that game. Yeah, it, it's sorry. So you're talking about Milano? No, I'm talking about Dubé. Oh, sorry, Dubé. Yeah, yeah. no, Dubé is. Uh, 
because yeah. we talked about this, right? Like, you know, he he, just, he he has a penchant for becoming a ghost. Like he just, yeah, I don't know. I, it was such a weird, it was such a weird game from from Dubé because like maybe he was just also tired. Like, but it doesn't make any, he's in such good shape. He just didn't he stand won. out. He yeah. he won the fitness testing. Yeah, he's he didn't stand out in any positive manner. He looked disinterested. Is almost the way I would put it. Which yeah. is a tough, tough way, tough attitude. But maybe he is a little disinterested in preseason and just wants to get to the NHL. But season, and I don't know. Uh, we'll see how the season goes. But it doesn't look promising. I will say, the one preseason that he looked absolutely unreal. He had a shit regular season. So maybe he's going to have an amazing <laughs> regular season this year because he has a shit preseason. He's just <laughs> he's just biding his time. Yeah, I don't know. I really. <laughs> I hope you're right. I I really hope you're right because you know this is he's not making an exorbitant amount of money compared to the rest of the team um, for a guy of his you know uh, potential, but you know it's this is beginning to be like Sam Bennett here, right? Like we're kind of waiting and waiting and waiting for him to break out and just nothing. Like he he's kind of been uninterested, like Bennett was when uh when he was with the team uh now of course we don't know why that was the case like maybe ben uh sammy was i I don't know disenchanted with the lack of opportunities he was getting maybe that's the same way with dylan dubé of course we don't know we're speculating but you know I, i i can't really think of any other way to describe why he hasn't popped there has to be something right like with bennett that was definitely it like we didn't play Bennett in the top six, really, not actually, yeah. not for any sustained period of time. Yeah. Um, and I know you have to earn it, but it meant, people forget how shit our bottom six was, especially <laughs> when early Bennett days were there. Yeah. Like it's not good. He didn't play with good players. No. Um, Josh Juris probably was one of them, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Jankowski. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he actually played with Mark Jankowski, but I—I I mean, I'm just saying that wasn't like you didn't have offensive players, so you pretty much would have had to carry that line by himself offensively if anything wanted to happen. Oh, yeah. just, and when he when he when he moved to to Florida, you saw what he could do with Huberto. Yes. Which in was fact, he was, he was a much he was much better player stapled to Huberto than he was without him. Like. They, I, I was reading up on uh, some some fantasy news mm. in in preparation of our draft tomorrow. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean Sammy Bennett, I think is due for regression because you know he he played, he got most of his points. I think it was like how many points did he get? I think sixty or something last year, um, something like that. Truly breakout season, but like. He only got eight points at five on five on his own. The rest of the points that he got was with, with when he was playing with uh, with Huberto. So, yeah, Huberto is yeah. one of those players, right? Like he'll make. Like, there's very few of them, I think, actually in the league that are like that, mm-hmm. where you could pretty much turn any player into a really Still. good NHLer. Yeah, yeah, good, elite playmakers can do that, and. So I don't know how much of that is, but I mean, Dubé is kind of sort of getting the same treatment in my eyes. Like he's kind of been 
stapled to those third and fourth lines. And like, I don't know what he has to do. Like, does he have to put up 60 points as a third liner? Cause I can tell you it's not happening. No, but it like, he just has to be consistent, you know, like show up. It's, yeah. It's, game. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can question his effort level in the regular season. Yeah, so you're I right. Yeah. So I don't know. What does the man have to do? Cause he's, he's not getting power play time. He's it's mm-hmm. hard to score five on five, especially if you're not getting a ton of, offensive ice time which you know he, i'm sure he played with backland a little bit last year i'm not actually sure the splits but um he probably wasn't getting great offensive starts so like offensively you it's hard for the best of players to to do good when you're, you're not getting put in positions to succeed yeah so i don't have the numbers in front of me so i'm kind of just going off of what i saw with my my eyes but it's not like i i saw dube getting prime offensive opportunities last year mm-hmm. and he's a player who has does have that in him and you it is a thing to stifle offensive talent like you can stifle offensive talent so yeah yeah i mean hopefully you know it, it might be good if if we don't end up signing milano if he doesn't stick around after his pto you know maybe maybe dylan gets a look up um on the uh on that second line, you know, even Sutter even said that he he likes Dubé's game more as a left winger than as a right winger or as a centerman. So, mm. you know, the way it's stacked up right now, like I do believe that, you know, like if, if he were to play with Coleman and Backlund, which was Majapane's spot last year, um, he probably would play pretty well because those two guys uh, are not entirely offensively minded but you know they they take care of their own end and that would allow dylan to to maybe explore more of his offensive style um but you know again if 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 we don't end up um signing like if a kid steps up and and really forces sutter's hand to um make the team like a yaka peltier or uh um phillips or uh you know rizichka uh maybe one of those guys can step in and play on that third line and then do base shifts over the left wing and plays with Kadri and Manjapani. Maybe that's, that's what he needs to, to finally break out. But, um, you know, I would love to see it. Yeah, I, for sure. You would love to see it. Uh, I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the season plays out. I think cause, uh, yeah. um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, doubting the flames will be good. I just, you know, him personally, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's going to have like a, point Braden point level breakout season no no i mean i'd be happy with no i'd be happy with like a 40 point season 45 you know 40 to 50 points i'd be happy 20 20 goals 50 points yeah that'd be yeah yeah like that would be a success to me uh and he's very capable of doing that yeah i mean and that's kind of you know like lower end second line production so Mm-hmm. You have to get second line minutes and second power play time to probably achieve that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, looking at last game, he had no shots on goal in oh, yeah, he, 48. He was not good. <laughs> no, no, no. He had like flashes, right? Like flashes of energy. But it, yeah, most of the time I when Dubé touched a puck, he just didn't look like he even wanted to try to create offense or do anything other than just get through the game uninjured. That's yeah. how I that's how I looked at it. I was like, he looks like he's just trying to get through this uninjured, which yeah. was a weird a weird thing to see because he was 
I mean, he went there as a obviously he's going to make the team. He went there for vet requirements, but it was an opportunity to kind of lead and show what he had. So yeah, but yeah. So we'll see. It's a long season. It's a long season. As it's long, say. Oh, oh yeah, very long season. So um, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how that goes and uh, Sutter also. Okay, let, let's. I'm gonna let you sound off oh. here um, on Rizichka, Valamaki, and I think you had an issue with Connor Mackey too, or no? No, no, no. It's just, just the two. I wish it was fresher because it's a couple days to go to the game now. <laughs> um, I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Valamaki, I thought struggled. Yeah, and he I, didn't. Look ev- good. Everyone, he did not everyone look good. I will preface everyone struggled that game, but like I thought Valamaki, uh, and I just want to point out the two and one, and I know it's just one play. Do you know what I'm talking about? The goal? No. The two and one goal? Okay, well, it was a two-on-one, and, and Dubé actually made a really bad mistake on this play, too. It was on a power play. It was a shorthanded goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Valamaki kept the puck and got it up to Dubé, and Dubé kind of fumbled around and just threw a lazy pass kind of to the middle, tried to get it in deep. Got picked off, and, and it's a two-on-one developed. Valamaki actually read the play kind of nicely. He's like, okay, like there's a chance it's going to come, come back the other way. So it was a two-on-one. But the way he handled the two-on-one – it was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm watching he was it right like, now. He was like kind of in between, and you can yep. tell me if I'm wrong, but he was kind of in between like, okay, should I commit to blocking the pass or should I go after the shooter? He was kind of stuck. Yep. And then it was too late, and then he yep. gave up. As soon as the pass got by him, it looked like he gave up, and he's like realized, oh, wait, the play's not over. The pass came back to the other side, which if he continued to play defense would have been an easy interception. Yeah. But he – kind of mentally like once that first pass got through he's like oh shit you know like, yeah uh, i failed no you're and, right and he i see it's right done now. and then he was like oh it's back yep. and i gotta try to stick check but it was too late yeah you know yep. as it is in the best league in the world you, you can't just have a little mental breakdown halfway through the play because something got by you <laughs> the game's fast up here <laughs> So that little one second delay of like, oh, shit was enough. Yeah. And that, that you probably could have prevented the goal, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that went in and that play stuck out. There was other plays in the game that I just can't really remember. But that the two and one stuck out. I was like, man, that was that was a bad one. And then um, freaking Ruzichka. I don't know what was wrong. With, I don't know what was wrong with everyone in that game. But again, just one play I want to point out. He he, he looked like, like Dubé, kind of disinterested. Like didn't really want to try. Yeah. And there was just one play on the power play that <laughs> he was coming down the wing or something. And he just made the laziest pass. Like it was just like a there was four Seattle defensemen, probably players, not defensemen, but in between, you know, he was coming down the left wing, entering the zone. It was it was an entry play. He had a little bit of space. Not there was a guy on him. <clears throat> but instead of making like a, a nice play, he tried to do like the lowest percentage play, which was like a cross creek, cross ice pass to the point. I think it would have gone to the point. Like it was kind of going through the slot. He was kind of in the corner, so kind of close to the corner. And, and the pass just didn't have any energy on it. It was like it was slow. It wouldn't even made it to the point. And I was just thinking, like, what what was that? Like, this is a power play. You just it was basically just a giveaway for no reason. Like he didn't even try to button hook or keep possession 
at all. I didn't try to eat it on the boards. He just threw it away to the middle of the ice. And I was like, I didn't really understand the mindset. There wasn't, it wasn't like there was a player there either. There was no one there. So I don't know. And it just bugged me. I just looked at it and like, oh, man, like, I don't know. What what was that? I don't really. It, it didn't seem like an NHL level of play. Like if he did that in the NHL in the power play, he probably wouldn't be seeing power play time on a other team after that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably why he hasn't made the team yet, right? Um, well, because yeah. he does have a shot. Like he's 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 shown some skills last year For when sure. when he uh, was called up and got some time with the players, uh, with the big boys, and uh, you know he's he's made some good plays. But and I've witnessed him play very well in his own end on defense as well, like taking pucks away and um, getting pucks back. But yeah, that just I mean. It, could be what you were saying that uh, you know they had that morning skate and were sluggish flying in and having to play that night. So that could very well be. But at the same, eh, no, you can't make excuses. I don't care if it's preseason; it doesn't matter. You know, like you're you're fighting for a ro- for a roster spot on the main team, right? Like that's that's what you you need to play every game and every shift like it's your last. Um, especially if you're you know no 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 spot is guaranteed. Uh, at this point. So, you know, I, I also want to credit you because like you remembered that, that two on one play from with Valamaki very, very well. Um, I was watching it as you were explaining it and you're, you were a hundred percent right. You just saw Valamaki as soon as that puck went by him to the other guy, he like in his head, he was like, Oh, that's going in. And he gave up on the play. Then he realized it was coming back. Like, oh shit. And then it was in. So um, I've been there. You know, in rec league, but I've I've had that same mental <laughs> experience. When, yeah. You know, like obviously not like I've, I've been rec. I'm not a good hockey player, but you know, I've been it's like, oh, you get beat, and you just you just stop playing for a second. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I, that just... would be that's the excuse, right? You're in rec. That's the excuse. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's different for me. The, the expectations are lower. I mean, yeah. he wants to make the NHL like. It just doesn't. It's not a good look. Like you're gonna be in that situation in the NHL, and you you do that. It's not gonna make uh, Mr. Mr. Sutter very happy. No, hundred percent, right? It's it's like what he was saying about Poirier. Uh, <laughs> he's a good skater, but uh, he's got to work on every aspect of his defense, which is you know, yeah, yeah, a lot of work on. And then with Valimaki, when he was asked what he was looking for, I mean, he said, "I want him to." Take, be responsible for take responsibility for his 200 foot game. That's part of your 200 foot game. Not, you know, go on brain fart for even half a second. You you have to be committed to the play and you know play whistle to whistle. Don't stop until the whistle blows. Yes. Right? So, um, hundred percent. You know, this is this is the reason he's not an NHL player yet. He's still got room to grow. Right? He's only 23 years old, but I, I think he did lose a step. You know, we talked about this before. He lost a step. It it seems like after um, after the uh, the the injury that he had, the high ankle sprain. Yeah, it it's unfortunate, and you know, it, he had, he had a rough development, right? Like that. Yeah, tough. It's, it's really unfortunate because man, in that Colorado series, he looked so good. Yeah, that was the thing, right? Like he he looked really good in that Colorado series when the rest of the team was just getting freaking bulldozed, and then 
yeah, as soon as he went down with a high ankle sprain, uh, I think he like took a long time. It was like really long for him to rehab that. And then he got, he went down again with another injury, I think. He was a knee. Yeah. Which put him up for the um, season. I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah was... I think, wasn't it like, wasn't he, wasn't he like moving or something? Oh, God, like... I don't know. Yeah, anyway. That'd be funny. And then unfortunate that was yeah. true. No, it was it was I don't think it was like a like a hockey related injury. I think he was oh. moving boxes or something and he slipped oh. on the stairs. Oh, I hate to hear it. I think I think that was him. That might have been somebody else, but um that happened to one of our guys. Um don't really remember who it was, but yeah, it's just really unfortunate that because uh, he, he was a, a very tantalizing prospect at one time. Um but you know, guys have have kind of well, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say guys have overtaken them. We've just acquired more guys. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Brad's made a more competitive NHL team, so there's less spot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just the way it was. Like, and um, I don't know who our third pairing was when Valimaki went into the playoffs a few years ago, but it, it wasn't Zadorov level players, I don't think. So no. It's not like no. we were. <laughs> it was probably Michael Stone. Yeah, maybe. I'm being honest, I, mean, and, I think it was and, Michael Stone. And Michael Stone has gotten better since then. Oh so, man, yes, he um, has. I don't know what this guy just scored. Like, I don't know yeah. why. I should look at his last going back to last season. He's probably scoring at a ridiculous pace, probably um, for the games he's playing in. Because I feel like he scores in every other game. <laughs> um, Absolutely, the guy's he's just he just got to take. He's just got to take what it's. Uh, he's just trying to be ready whenever he's his number is being called on. Um, but hold that thought. Let's let's go on break real quick, and then we'll come okay. back and we'll talk about the Edmonton game, which was a lot more fun to watch uh, at home. Stick tuned. Stay tuned. Stick tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stick tuned. <laughs> we can adapt it. Stick tuned. Yeah, that's a new thing now. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Bob Marley and the Whalers, and it's been great. Is this love that I'm feeling? Three little birds jamming. I shot the sheriff. One reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. 
These Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get audio quality at half the price of other premium audio brands. I mean, it's honestly a no-brainer. With this promo code, you're going to get an additional 15% off your uh, purchase as well. So that's an even bigger bonus. It's really no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I mean, they've got great features as well. Three customizable sound profiles, an earbud tap function that's super easy to use. And as one, one of my favorite things too is uh, the awareness mode that you can turn on to. So honestly, it's been a, a no-brainer. It's been great uh, with, with this new baby. Wireless has definitely been the way to go. Awareness mode, again, has been super great for me to keep an eye and an ear out for my baby as well whenever she needs uh, some attention. So, you know, it's great. Go to buyraycon.com today. Use code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. Go check it out. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome back, everybody. So as we were saying before, Michael Stone, all-star, overtime hero, seventh defenseman of the year, Michael Stone. He's making the team, man. I, I think he's making the team. Oh, I, yeah. He's been one of our best defensemen. Yeah. So. In the preseason, but, for sure. Yeah, I can't see anybody else stepping in. Sounds like he'll be our seventh guy, you know, once Shillington is back. Yeah. Shillington I mean, he should be. Shillington Still got a cannon back. of a shot. Oh yeah, I, and my I feel God. like that's that's why he's been so good. Is that he's like, okay, like this is my best strength, and it is a strength. Yeah, he can beat goalies clean from mm-hmm. distance. So he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to shoot it every time I get the puck at the point. I'm just going to rip it at the net. And that's what he did uh, in the game and against Edmonton. And <laughs> Skinner was like, oh, okay. It's like it came out. <laughs> Nobody knew it was in. I didn't even know it was in until. I saw the red light going off. I I didn't know what happened either because yeah, it came out. It looked like it might have hit a post or maybe it yeah. off the pad, but no, that was right off the back of the net. <laughs> didn't yeah yeah. Cannon. It was literally in and out in like a split second. Mm-hmm. Brett Sutter didn't even think it was in. He had to shoot for the rebound because he thought, oh, juicy <laughs> rebound. <laughs> that was him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw the puck going after. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a sassy play, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, like puck flies at you. You're like, oh, I got a better, better polish that rebound off. Get my yeah. third, my third goal of the, of the, <laughs> of the pre-season. preseason. Yeah, what a story Brett Sutter is too. Huh? 36 years old, buddy. Uh, I mean, get it going. He, he's been of the everyone that's a center uh, that is vying for that fourth line position. Yeah. I've liked Sutter the most, and yeah. not and not and not just because uh, not just because he's scoring that is <laughs> boosting him. Yes, of course, but I like his game. I and I, I think he fits well in his dad's system. To be honest, it, he's a big body. He doesn't he, he skates fine? Yeah, he doesn't let he's, up either. He's good in the corners, and he takes the puck to the net. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what more you want 
out of a fourth line center, and he's not horrible. He's got some finish, obviously. Yep. He can hit pucks in front of the net. A lot of our fourth line forwards, Lewis, struggle with that. A little bit of luge too. A little bit of yeah. luge too. Yeah. They just like can't. They're not. I mean, that's just goal scoring touch, right? Like they just don't know exactly where to where to be. Yeah. At the right time, and they're battling too. But um, you know, I've I've liked his game a lot. I've liked mm-hmm. it more than Rooney's, so even though Rooney was much better in Edmonton, I will say that. he seemed to be he seemed to be flying out there. He yeah. was he was having a good game, like he was skating around and yeah, yeah, made some was, good possession plays. He was good. He had a couple of two on ones. He was he was he looked faster. Mm-hmm. So maybe his first game was just that. It was just a little bit first game syndrome. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you 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 look at it, Sutter even addressed this few days ago i mean I, I keep bringing him up but of course listen to his post-game interviews uh he's brought this up even before that uh you know these guys are coming off career years um right now they're just looking to to try to maintain it and you know it's not like they're, they're coming into this new system and they're trying to figure all this stuff out it takes time to to get these things figured out and um takes time for players to understand and adjust to what their coaches want uh, so I, I think it takes a bit of time for them to tweak that and, and understand where they need to be positioning wise. And once they get that, that's when chemistry starts to grow and build. And I think that's what everybody's trying to get to at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that game was, was a very fun one to watch. We, it was first game Nazem Kadri was, uh, playing as a Calgary flame looked good. Number 91 in that red, uh, had a dandy assist over to Mackenzie Weger, who scored his first preseason game goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, first as a flame as well. Man, that building yeah. got loud, huh? Yeah, even Labardius said the, the building was, was loud for yeah, a preseason it game. It's, uh, that's good to see. I think there's some excitement, like genuine oh, yeah. excitement going into the year. So uh, I think they'll have they'll have good attendance this year. Um It'll be a, be a bump in building, hopefully. Um, I will second that. I think Kadri looked really good. He, he you could see the skills there, and he's very tenacious. Yeah, um, that's something that I also see out of Huberto, which is, uh, I mean, I love Johnny, but like I'm talking about Johnny Hockey, but that there's a stark difference with how John uh, Huberto goes into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was I was gonna say there's it, it's no longer a given. That if the puck is in the corners, you're gonna lose that puck. Back, yeah, right? I, I don't have to cringe every time yeah. Johnny is going first in the corner with yeah. a, a head turn away and a one-handed hope stick check. Yeah. Uh yeah. don't have to see that anymore. I mean, talented player, but yeah, his corner, his corner play sometimes was left something to be desired. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That that was probably the weakest part of his game. And yeah. Understandably so. I mean, you know, but at the same yeah. time, you know, you get guys like Patrick Kane who know exactly what to do in those corners, uh, to to dodge guys and and make plays. Um, you know, just uh, I don't think Johnny's figured that out yet, but uh Man, it is very refreshing. I mean, I don't know if you caught this, but um, there was one pass that Huberto, I think he sent off to Rooney. The spinorama. The spinorama. But before he had that spinorama, he threw a shoulder to make sure that the guy coming at him didn't get the puck away from him. I mean, if that was Johnny Hockey, forget about it. He'd try a button hook, 
and lose the puck immediately. Yeah, no, I mean they're different players. Like, yeah, yeah. like they're different strengths, right? Like Johnny's going to be obviously a little bit more agile, but yeah, Huberto's stronger, bigger, uh, can protect the puck better with his body. Than, and what a what a pass Pitts. too, like oh, tape yeah. to tape. I've noticed he he tries a lot of those, like a lot of them miss, and they have been missing probably a lot more than they normally would in the preseason as he builds chemistry and, and whatnot and, yeah. and figures out where players are going to be. But, yeah, that looks pretty. And it almost gave Rooney a two-on-one. Like, Rooney was in full stride. Yeah. And that was right on the tape. Like, Rooney, yeah. if that was a different NHL player, <laughs> I mean, that probably would have been a better scoring chance. Not to, not to shade Rooney too much, <laughs> but, like, the defensemen were – incredibly flat-footed when Rooney picked up that pass. Like, if he had a little bit more... Um, Finishing ability? Yeah. Uh, killer instinct. Sure. Let's, let's say yeah. that. Like, I mean, I, obviously, there's only so many Ovechkins, but, like, I imagine if Ovechkin got that pass, that would have been a breakaway, probably. Like, he probably would have been able to burn the guy wide and yeah. go right to the net. But anyway, it was an amazing play by, by Huberto. And, um, yeah, it's nice to see. He, he makes some nice, sneaky, nice passes and plays. And uh, I'm going to love watching him this season. I hope he can replicate the point production, um, even though we may not need as much. But because um, the Flames defensively look, I mean, obviously it was the Oilers B team, but what did you think? Like, <laughs> they looks pretty tough to generate anything on, on, on the Flames. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you look at the shots, I mean, then we're – they only had Oilers only had 21 shots on goal all game. So compared to our 34, right? So, I mean, like you said, it it, w- it was the B team, but you're right. I think the the RD was was tenacious. They they didn't give up on pucks and um, they went right after guys and made sure that they they uh, blocked shots when they needed to and um, kept the guys wide when when they were entering the zone. Um, I was I was very impressed with uh, with our team and like I said it, it it was their B team but it's still nice to see that right I mean you know you mentioned Jonathan Huberdeau uh, those passes that he was making I'm sure he's also just you know playing around in the preseason making sure that uh, uh, he he gets those those passes right and yeah I think just like you said he's he's looking for that chemistry and i'm i'm so excited to watch him play cuz man just just the just thinking about his skill is 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 so fun to to imagine i mean you 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 saw how he um did the uh the pull deke on on uh on that last defender to score that empty net goal i mean it was unnecessary <laughs> he probably could have could have scored from the blue line but um you know, again, you're working on your little skills and it just shows you how great of hands he has. Um, so tantalizing to watch those, those passes are really fun to watch. And, uh, Uyghur was, I mean, what a shot that was, uh, coming down, mm-hmm. uh, from, from the point. I mean, great, pretty pass from Kadri too. I mean, you, you, you just saw him, it was like, it's like they played together for years. It just, it was so automatic for, for Nazim to, to throw mm-hmm. that floater over right onto the stick and um it was it, i mean Uyghur made it look easy it actually hit him in the skate if you oh, watch, did it if you watch the play again yeah he wow. picked it up so it was a nice sneaky good play but yeah it hit him in the skate yeah see that's the thing about Mackenzie Uyghur he's sneaky good that people i mean 
you know, he had hype, right? Uh, we mentioned mm-hmm. this last in the last in our last few episodes here that you know Uyghur was. People were saying how Florida might trade him at last year's trade deadline because they were afraid that they wouldn't have enough cap space to sign him. And um, he was highly regarded back then, and he still is. And that's one of the reasons why. I mean, he is sneaky good, and he's got better hands for a defenseman than you'd, you'd, you'd expect. Um, he's going to play big minutes for this team, and he's, he's going to be a very big addition on the back end as well. Um, I'm just excited and you know, Sidorov has had a very good preseason as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this team, man. Me too. I, I, I am. Our decor, I don't think, has been deeper on paper. And I think we chatted about this before, but yeah, since like we got Bowmeister, like that first year we got Bowmeister, since that first year we got Bowmeister, everyone was like, oh, the Flames D looks really good. Yeah, what was, I'm, what I'm, was I feel I feel the same kind of level of hype uh, back then as I do now. I'd I'd say um, I hope we get signs. I'll say that he hasn't signed yet. I hope he signs. Um, don't know. I just hope we don't lose another player to free agency. That would be kind of a bummer. But I think he'll sign. I think they're just working out. I think they're just working it out. Because, yeah, I, I think he's going to sign. He's he's mentioned that he wanted to. Uh, you know, he's he's mentioned that they're going to figure some uh, things out. And I, I think it's pretty much a done deal. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I think they're just figuring out the I's and the T's and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So um, I'm hoping so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it could be that he wants to play out the season and then see. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I really enjoy hearing uh, from Sutter especially is that he's he's a student of the game. He's a stud. And get it? Oh, never mind. Sorry. Failed dad, dad jokes. Dad jokes. Um, dad jokes leaking into the podcast. He's, he's a stud student of, of the game. Um, and and that, that makes me really happy to hear, right? Because... Uh, this guy has a fire in him that, um, you know, just listening to the, his his interviews, he understands that he's very privileged and and um, blessed to play this game. Uh, he's very lucky to to have. I mean, he he was a seventh round pick. Don't forget. Um, he, by all accounts, he shouldn't be here, but he is, and he's not taking that for granted. And and that is so powerful for a player because. You know, you you really work hard to when you understand that nothing is given. Um, you really work hard uh, at at what you're trying to do, and and him being a student of the game really really excites me because that just means he's got this hunger to get better, and uh, he understands that you know he plays every shift like it's his last. He's always saying, um, and uh, that just that makes for a good teammate. That makes for a good player, um, and I'm just so excited to have him on this team. Uh, so, you know, whatever it is, pay him. Like, I, I think, uh, 6.5, I think is a fair deal for him, uh, times eight, but, uh, you know, if, if, if it needs to be a little bit more than that, so be it. Um, especially with the cap going up reportedly pretty soon. So, um, I think, yeah, I, I do whatever it takes to keep him, And, you know, we would win this trade hands down, I think in my eyes. 
Yeah, I mean, I think probably already have won it. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't know how many, well, yeah. With the Huberto signing, I think we've won the trade. Mm-hmm. Getting a first and a prospect and weaker for a year. Uh, yeah. When we know that Kachuk was leaving anyway. I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of the little wrinkle that people have to remember is that yeah. we knew he was leaving. So we only had a year left to Kachuk and we got, you know, eight nine. years. Nine. We get nine with with Huberto. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because this is an yep. extension. Yeah. Yep. Nine years of Huberto um, of, you know, top line player that we somehow recaptured and and uh, top four defensemen, arguably top two for at least a year. So, and a prospect and a first, which was turned into Kadri. So, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Turn out. Yeah. Uh, and we'll absolutely. see how. We'll see how Kachuk does on Florida this year. I'm very, I'm very curious. I mean, I saw that I think he was paired with Bennett, which is interesting for some yes. uh, for some of that. So we'll see how that that goes. Yeah, I'm excited well, to see you take Sam Bennett in the first round in our draft. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. First round pick. Yeah, I'm going to make him a keeper. Actually, you might. I'm going to make him a keeper. I'm going to drop Elias Lindholm. And make Sam Bennett a keeper. That's what man. Lindholm, Lindholm was trash. He hasn't. Yeah. Has he even got a point in the preseason? No, I don't think so. No, he hasn't. He's been disappointing me. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's, he's been pretty good. Lubardius <laughs> <laughs> okay. was uh, gushing over him in the game uh, against Edmonton. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm not dropping. I'm not dropping him. <sighs> Close. Relax. Almost Relax. Had Almost had you. Speaking of Uyghur. This is breaking news. I don't know if oh, it might be breaking news. Did he sign? He no. didn't sign. No, he didn't okay. sign. Not that he breaking. did not sign. But this is what he said. I want a long-term deal here. Being here, the guys have been great, and the city is very warm and welcoming. My oh. best buddy, Hubie, I'd love to spend another five, six, seven, eight years here with him. I think all the pieces are here to be a successful team for years to come. That's from him. Uh, his Agent says it just comes down to Brad and the organization and our side coming down to terms on a deal that's good for both sides. Uh, Mac is the ultimate team guy. And once the season starts, he does not want to be a distraction and doesn't want to be dealing with this in the media. That's why our preference is if we can get something done before the season, that's definitely where our head is at. If we can't, we're not saying we won't have any discussions, but we prefer to just leave it so that there are no team distractions after October 13th. So soft deadline given yes. by the agent and Mackenzie Weger, uh to sign before the season, I think it's going to get done. I think so. Like, I you know Brad's going to take up the time he has, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Brad probably has like a fallback deal oh, yeah. that he's willing to sign with, with Weger that they've agreed to probably already. And they're probably just like, okay, let's see if we can make it a little bit better for the team. That's, mm-hmm. that's usually how in my brain Brad works, I think is, is how how he works. Um, and it kind of burned him with maybe the Johnny Goudreau thing, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Johnny Goudreau ever wanted to sign. So, you know, whatever. well, if he didn't uh, want to not... sign for 11 million, he didn't want to sign for anything. So, well, that, well, I don't know if it was 11 or 10.5, but I think like Brad offered that, like what they wanted, like he yeah. met all their terms and yeah, then yeah, he yeah. still didn't sign anyway. So <laughs> I don't think the, the, the intention was genuine. For, yeah. They're just, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but Maybe it was temporarily. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think I think he's gonna sign. Um, we know he's gonna. Oh, I don't. I don't. Know. Yeah. Oh. 
Easy there. It's like saying I think shut he's up. Gonna sign. I think I think he's gonna sign. You know, Brad Brad's a regular listener on the show. Um, he is. Yeah. I mean, last year we we called the Tafoli and Yarn Croak uh Yarn Croak yeah. editions yeah, at the trade deadline. So, you know, well, I guess Tafoli was before the deadline, but anyway, I semantics see. at this point. I think he scored two goals in Toronto. Yarn you know Or maybe just one, but you know who did score two goals in the game? Who's that? Glenn Godden. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Good I always for liked him. him as a little prospect. He was he was a guy, yeah. He was a guy who was uh the victim of the numbers game, right? Like he just yep. was no flying. I mean, Matthew Phillips, I think, is at almost at that point now, too. Yep. Um, which is why I think he should get a pretty good look in the top nine. Um, but you know, I, I still think 40 goal man, future 40 goal man. Sunny Milano should 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 slot in there as well. So Ugh, I, 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 just, I just don't see it. Notice how I said 40 goal man, future 40 goal man. I didn't say that he was going to score 40 <laughs> in a season. He's at 36 goals right now. So obviously on his career. So obviously it's not a stretch to believe that he could score four more goals to get 40 in his career. I'll, I'll leave it to your honor to say <laughs> that you did say that, but I feel like you did <laughs> based on the laughter and everything. So I feel like you, <laughs> you did, but I don't know. We'll see what, what Milano, I, he didn't stand out to me. He hasn't stood out to me. No. Um, so I don't know I why he'll we get would every sign opportunity him. He'll, he'll get every opportunity. I think we'll see how yeah. things go. If the reason, if the reason to sign him is he has NHL experience, let me just say I don't think historically Brad or Sutter. I shouldn't say that because <laughs> they signed Rooney and Meloche and yeah. Gilbert. And well, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. Is that Brett Ritchie somehow got a contract? Maybe because yeah. they were threatening to go to Edmonton. Like, let him have him. I was looking forward to him going there. Yeah, he's not. I great. was gonna laugh at them for taking he's, him. He, he skates hard. I mean, the thing is with Richie, like he he will come out randomly with like a, a nice goal. Sure, but he's got no blue. hands, man. He's got no hands. He's like a head full of steam, and you know, I, I don't want to taking a, a term from Mister Matthew. I don't want to harsh on a guy. But you know he's he's got no hands. He's, he just charges in there head first, and you know that can be effective. But you know you need some scoring ability, buddy. I agree. Like I've always, I think the game has changed to the point where like you can put prospects on the third and fourth lines that have a little bit of offensive skill. They don't just have to be not to harsh a guy, Trevor Lewis's, <laughs> who like basically I feel like. There's players on my rec team that have better hands. Not me. I'm just saying there's players on my rec team that have better hands than Trevor Lewis. I know that's not actually true, but like it looks like it relative to everyone else. It looks like he's handling a grenade. Oh, like he'd probably dummy all of you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that. I just, I'm just saying it looks like sometimes I'm like, Jesus, Trevor. <laughs> Gosh. But anyway, I, yeah, I think you could put play, like a Phillips in the bottom six and, and see what they could. I, I think Phillips deserves games in the NHL and not as a call up. I, I think he deserves. He's putting his time with this with this organization. He he's been in the AHL. He's he's accomplished what he can in the AHL. I think there's not much more for him to do there, mm-hmm. realistically. Um, like why? Like there's a spot open, and he's been 
and I've, I've been hyping up Phillips a lot, but I think he's been our best of that ilk of player, of all the players fighting for that spot. I think he's been the best one. And you, you can say something to that if you want, but I think he's been the, the best player out of that bunch. I think I think he's the one who's most deserving of a shot. I mean, you know, Jakob Pelche hasn't shown that he's ready for the next level. Um, at least he hasn't popped to me so far. I agree. Uh, Ruzicka could be there, but you know, he's, he's still, I think needs a bit of seasoning down in the, in the AHL. I also agree. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Phillips had a heck of a year last year and everybody talks about how great um, of a year Pelche had last year. Matthews or Matthew Phillips actually had a better year. Um, but I mean, of course that was Peltier's, uh, first year in, in professional hockey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I'd rather, I'd much rather pay Matthew Phillips 750,000 versus Brett Ritchie 750,000 on the team. That's a, that's a thing. Right. And I, like, I, I, I'm not saying Phillips is going to be like an amazing player, but I think he deserves a shot. Like, can he mm-hmm. keep up? And if he can't, then we send him down and, and we, you know, we have a backup plan. But, yeah. Um, and maybe you do sign Milano for that reason. Yeah. Well, that's that's but, what that's what Sonny is at the, in this case, right? He's he's kind of insurance if if none of our guys really show that they're ready to to take the next step. And you know, Phillips is still a an RFA after this year, um, so you know it, he could still be around next year after after yeah. this one year deal, but. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of looking like it might be the end of the rope, um, a la Glenn Godden, right? Like where he's well, got time as as a player and at his point in his career, he's not young. No, I mean he's well, young, he's but he's yeah. but you know he's in his yeah. mid twenties. Like, yeah. like he has to start looking at like if oh, well, this team's not going to give me a chance. Like I have to move on. Yeah, like, I can't I can't stay here any longer because there's there's teams in the NHL that Matthew Phillips would be playing on right now. Yeah, so. Yeah, he'd be playing on a team like Anaheim, Seattle. Yeah, lots. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, lots of teams he'd be playing on. Yeah, Not Chicago, and- though. They're just trying to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's good enough to play on Chicago, I guess is my point. My point is, yeah. like, he has to look after himself. Like, he's only got a certain amount of money-making career window, yes. and that is closing. And and I, and I would hate to see us invest such time and energy into a player like Phillips, who we drafted in, I think it was in the sixth round. Uh, yep. Another six round gem. Yep. Shout out to the scouts, by the way. Phillips, Mangiapane, like pulling guys out of the wood. Wolf. Yeah. Like these, yeah. Good, good scouting. But um, I don't know. I just hate to lose him. I, yeah. I know he's small For nothing, and, sta- too, right? and stature, For nothing. but yeah, like he's such a good story. He's a Calgary kid, too. Yeah. Uh, that just adds like a little cherry on top. I'd like to see him play. So I, I think. He's he's done enough to show me like he deserves a shot in the NHL, a, a regular shot, not a one game sampler. Yeah, bullshit game that we gave him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably like a little reward for him last year. But I mean, if that happens again this year, it's not a reward. It's kind of a <laughs> slap to the face. A little, like it's like, oh well, yeah. you're there, yeah. you know, you're on the cusp, but you know, we don't really view you as someone we want on the team. That's how yeah. I like, look at it. So I don't know. I think 
Well, one thing one thing you can take solace in is that whether he's in the AHL or the NHL, he will be playing in Calgary in his hometown. So um, that is nice. So that'll be good. I think uh, this. I think this is a, a big year for the for the prospects. You know, like it'll be very good for them to. You know, Sutter says that they're probably not going to see much of each other because um, they won't be in. The, I guess they won't be in the in the in the rink at the same time. Um, but still, I mean, like getting to know the staff more and, you know, seeing the guys around more often, I, I think that's going to rub off on, on these younger prospects and, and really light a fire in them. Cause I mean, you know, you know, that attendance is going to be way higher here than it ever will be was in, in Stockton. Yeah. Um, so that in and of itself playing in front of a crowd that, genuinely is interested in how the team is performing. Um, especially after the year they had last year. I mean, I felt so bad for them. Um, you know, they, they, they had a phenomenal year last year, but they ranked mm-hmm. dead last in attendance. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. That's why that team has moved around so much, right? And oh yeah. For sure. Cause you don't have, you don't have authentic fans. Yeah. But you have fans here. Like, I want to buy season tickets, for example. I think there is a drive out now, so you can get them. But yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for the Wranglers this year. I think they're going to gonna be exciting. And I think one thing that we will see, like, I know there's, I'm not sure exactly the rules. Maybe you can fill in the, fill in the blanks. But after the trade deadline or something, there's only a certain amount of call ups you can have. But I think before that, you can call up people, you know, kind of whatever. So I think oh, you're gonna. Right. I don't know, but there is like a, a limit hmm. at a certain point. Anyway, I mean, um, I, if there isn't a limit, though, I think you're gonna see a whole lot more uh, one day call ups without waivers type players that don't need waivers hmm. because you're in the same city. You don't yeah, have to. Fly, yeah. You don't have to travel to get to the team. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you're in Calgary and like someone's a little banged up, it's like okay, like you don't need to play them. You can just call up someone who deserves yeah. it and give them a chance. I think like you have those Gilberts and Melosha's maybe potentially reason why they're here. It's like, okay, they can just slot in really quick. Yeah. They're in the city. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. That, that is, so, that is, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting to keep an eye on for sure. I mean, yeah, we'll see if, if there are more call-ups over the year, cause that, that makes sense to me. I mean, if the guy's already in Calgary, um, and they don't require waivers to come up and down, then yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. A guy's a little banged up, let him rest for the night and, you know, put another guy in to, to, to play in his place. I mean, you know, I, I think that's, I mean, now whether Daryl wants to do, wants to coach like that, he might not, hmm. uh, he might not like that transition, like this, just the transience of not having a set lineup, but you know, if a guy's banged up, then he's banged up. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just think it, there's a little more flexibility having the the team in the same city. So yeah, um, yeah, that would be interesting. Now, the thing with like the Simone Gilbert and Malosh, I, I think those guys are on one way contract. So if we were to call them up, I think they'd have to go through waivers. I'm not sure. Back that, down. I'm not sure how that works. If it's, uh, I think the one way, two way just determines how much money you make. I don't know if it determines waiver eligibility. I'd have to check. Does it not? I thought it is. No, I think I think 
I think it just determines like you make this much salary in the NHL versus this right. much salary in the AHL. Okay, so this is according to. Oh wait, no, this was in twenty one. Never mind. Google it. Never mind. Anyway, we, we can do some research and talk about it maybe on another podcast. Yeah. But um, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. I'm excited to have that and also I'm to excited. potentially watch Wolf more because I enjoy watching both play goaltender. Oh, oh boy. He played well yesterday. He was fine. Like yeah, the, the, the de- he just had to stop the shots nine he was shots meant to stop. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I think he made one nice save. I can't remember, but yeah, the Flames really did give up yeah. too many uh, dangerous chances. Let's say that. No, they did not. It was yeah, it was good. It's good to see, right? Like it's it's better. It's you know, as as a fantasy manager, that's not great, but as a fan of the team it's it's nice not having to freak out every time you know uh the team enters the offensive zone and <laughs> i will say firing i am firing range on your goaltender i am traumatized from the series like i i see a shot go glove side on markstrom and yeah. i'm just like a little <laughs> just a little thing just Hold a, your little breath a, little bit. a little anxiety yeah that's a good yeah. way to describe it it's like oh did that like holloway had a really good rush i think in yeah. the first period where he came down the right side and fired a really good shot glove side yeah. I'm like martian looked shaky too like he looks <laughs> like he wasn't sure and i'm like oh god like no but he had it so yeah it was, you know I, stomach dropped a little bit for a split second i can't have a goalie with a bad glove yeah no that's, that's no good that's well that's so good. that's we've we've had that for years don't remind me of brian elliott well, there was Elliot, there was Smith, there was Hiller, Hiller before him. Terry Ramo didn't have a particularly good glove. Oh, Hiller might have had the worst out of all of them. He just kind of dropped it. Oh my god, hoped, he was awful. And hoped hoped that it yeah. hit his shoulders. Except yeah, except he'd like freaking yeah. Oh man, it just ugh. it's a miracle that that Flashbacks. that guy was was ever even. Uh, and I remember him being really good in Anaheim, but it was probably well, just cause... yeah, because he had freaking Niedermeyer in front of him, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, like their their defense back then was good, the Ducks. Yeah, they had a good yeah, team. That's true, right? Oh, actually, speaking of defense, um, Jay Bomeister when he was with the Flames. Uh, uh, yeah, what's he the... had? It was our decor back then was Bomeister and Butler. Um, the first year he came. Uh no, this the very is, very what first, was the first year? year. It was it was a while ago now. Twenty twelve, maybe. Sure, let's try that. I'm gonna look. Okay, well, this is this is this was our our decor in twenty in 2012. It was Bowmeister and Butler, Giordano and Brody, um, and then Derek Smith and Corey Serich. (laughs) Derek Smith, I remember that. Yeah. No, no, no. That couldn't have been it. <laughs> well that that was that was that was our that was our decor in 2012. Hold Regardless, I'm looking, I'm looking through the seasons here. Okay, he okay. came in 20 he came in 20 2009 2010. Okay. And we had um Geo Bomeister. Uh-huh. Oh right. Regeer was still playing. Okay, yes, Regeer. And then Sarch and Party were on the back end there. Party. Yeah. Adam I forgot Party. about Adam Party. Yeah, and he was all right. He was uh, he bottom, was a, bottom, bottom. He pair. was, a, yeah, he was a sixth defenseman. <laughs> so yeah, like they, they were pretty good. Like they, had, oh, Brett Sutter was on the team back then too. 
Was he really? Wow. Yeah, t- play 10 games, no points. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man, this is a look back into the past. Chris right? Higgins. Oh. I'd, I'd Jamal much, Mayers. I'd, I'd much prefer our, our current decor. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. very happy with our current decor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the best in the league. Got to be. It, it um, is, yeah, on paper. We'll see let's, how it all folds out on the ice. But I just want to end on on this note. I mean, Mike Michael Stone had, you know, they interviewed him after yesterday's game and just talked about how he's been able to persevere and all these things and how much stress is setting in and um, just he had the most hilarious responses. First of all, Leslie was like, oh, like, you know, Ryan Leslie was like, oh, well, you know, how do you, when does, at what point does uh, stress start to come in? And he's like, man, I'm always stressed. Like, it's just, he said that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm always stressed. It's just, it's just the, where I'm at right now. Like, you know, it's, uh, I, he, I think he said, I'm just trying to stay in it as long as i can at this point um and uh yeah he just you know he he just looks like such an affable guy just just a a very team first player um you know a question was asked about how what he thought like has attributed to his longevity and he was like oh i don't know like i don't know i was sidelined for a little while with blood clots a couple years ago so he's like i don't know if that had anything to do with it but you know, he's at this point. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stay with it as as long as I can. Um, so, like, you know, if you have a guy like that, he deserves to be here. You know, I, I, I think he needs to be given another shot. And you know, he's our perennial seventh defenseman. You know what you're gonna get from him. I, I'd be happy with Michael Stone signing as as you know. I was I was iffy at first, right? Um, but now seeing how you know, our, our, our guys have played so far. No one's really impressed me all that much. You know, Mackie's been all right, but you know, he could still use a little bit of seasoning and, um, Bala Mackie needs to work more on his game. Uh, so <laughs> why not? Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, like he, this is, this is the seventh defenseman, right? Like you're not, you're not going to be playing every night. So it, I'd much rather it be Michael Stone when you know what you're going to get from a guy who, can still play well when he's been off for 15, 20 games. And yeah. that's what he's been. And uh, yeah, he proved that last year. So yeah, he's can proven he it every it? year. Yeah. Can he do it again? Probably. He's probably one of the, he's, he's a good guy to have on your seventh, uh, seventh D spot. So hopefully he does. He's, he's not signed, right? He's just on a PTO. He's just on a PTO right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with him. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I I'm, won't be surprised when he signs because he's uh, currently leading our team in scoring. <laughs> <laughs> so, not yeah, that it, you, means, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean anything, but you, well, you can't. You, it just looks bad. It just looks bad optics wise. You can't just let the guy who scores the most points on your team walk for nothing. Come on now. Come on, Brad. Now, Brad. You know we know you're listening. Uh, yeah. Get. Get that extension done with Uyghur. Get her done. Preferably eight years, six and a half mil. That'd be actually a $52 million extension. It would be, <laughs> haha, that's his number. Um, <laughs> and uh, after that, get Michael Stone and Sonny Milano signed to the one-year contracts. And let's start the season. Let's go. Well, before that, the Flames have a few more games. 
Um, they're playing Edmonton again in Edmonton. Uh, tonight, I guess, would be Friday is when you're listening to this. Um, so that'll be fun. We'll see who uh, what the roster will be tomorrow. Uh, and uh, after that, I believe they've got two games against the Jets as well. Um, or no, one on Monday against Seattle, uh, and then two against the Jets, and that's the rest of their preseason games. So I think after tomorrow, there'll probably be a few cuts on the team, uh, just based on what Daryl has said about camp this year. Yeah. And so we'll see who's who's still around by the end of uh, by the end of the weekend. But thank you guys so much for listening, Chris. Do you have anything else uh, you want to bring up before? We let these fine people go about their days. Ah, rambled. Rambled enough today. Rambled enough. We've rambled enough, so we're going to end it here. Uh, please give us a follow at Blasty's Corner on Twitter. We don't even have 100 followers yet. That's pretty pathetic, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, if you don't want to follow us, hey, we don't really tweet much anyway, yet. I guess. I cannot, well, who's the media guy? It's me. Oh, Just, we don't As long as you're listening. As long as you're listening, we're we happy with that. You don't have a media team? No, we don't. It's just me. Huh. Interesting. Everything is me. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Go Flames, go. Enjoy the game tonight against the Oilers, and we will talk to you later. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.